This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Welcome to the Pop Back for it. And I know it's 10 o'clock. We're all here, except Gav, who's off having a bit of a jolly himself. But stepping in tonight from we have Emmett joining myself, Shawnee, and Kev. Emmett, how are you? Good. Calm down a little bit. Um, not so much with Liverpool, but more. It's the most angry I think I've ever been watching a, watching a match and frustrated. I'm um, sure we'll get on to all those yeah. reasons. And- <laughs> So this All is like a detox joke. session for <laughs> This is the beauty of the Fatback 4. We always say, Sean, you don't, you know, take them a couple of hours after a game, let the emotions die down, and then we'll give a good, sensible talk about what went on during the day. That's the we'll idea in any way. This is therapy for us, and we win every week. So imagine we were sorry. Yeah, imagine. I don't know what the Everton Fatback 4 are doing tonight, but... I wouldn't say it's going to be as positive as ourselves, Kev, is it? It's going to be no. a, a good little chat. There you go. <laughs> it is one of those, isn't it? It's. Um, I understand where Emma's coming from because that game was so frustrating at times. But three points, no injuries, no suspensions. That's all that really matters. But Christ Almighty, we deserve that for the way they for the way that they played. We deserve that. Uh, that was the that, that's the, the happiest I've been for a win all season, and we've had bigger wins. Man United and nine nil over the two games and all have you. That was the most enjoyable win of, of the season so far for me. That was fucking unreal. Shawnee, there's something special, isn't there, about beating Everton? With a, you know, when they think they have you on the ropes and they think they've scuttled a, a result out you. It's always nice. I'm thinking back to Origi on Pickford. I'm thinking back to the one where, is it Mane scores when storage hits the bar? You know, there's been so many sickeners for them. And look, we've had our fair share down the years as well, but it's always that bit sweeter, isn't it, against them when they think they've they've managed to rustle their way to an, uh, a robbery. I'm not going to lie to you. Going into that game, I thought it would be pretty much similar to how 
United play the the United game played out, but I think the difference between United and Everton is that Everton kind of realised that shy, whereas yeah. United are in this sort of space where they think, oh well, we might be able to compete, we might be good enough. Whereas Everton literally done everything they could to um to even up the toy, to make it a derby, make it a scrap, make it a dogfight. And I felt at half time sitting there to just what Kev said, I felt to myself, Jesus, this one is gonna be so much sweeter now if we win it based on how they carry on. Because it was some of the stuff I saw today was people were saying it to the let it go light and all. It's literally like it was like Millwall in a in a third round toy, uh, cup toy in the FA Cup. I was actually embarrassed for them. Genuinely. Like I was actually embarrassed for them because the carry on of them was absolutely ridiculous. And they make absolutely no bounds about it. They are shy. Oh, we'll are, be getting on to them, boy. We will be getting stuck into they them. They are awful. For all that trying, they were absolutely fucking geek. And they kind of, they're doing what everything doing now, kind of give themselves something to hang on to. We battled was then, the game plan was there and the effort was there and we should have had a penalty. I believe Muck, Liverpool set a record today for our most uh, highest possession in the game in Premier League. They were nothing. We we ended up swatting them, to be honest. I know the air WhatsApp group, there was people uncomfortable and all, but... There always is. Yeah, but I said it, Keith. Yeah. I always felt it was coming. I genuinely did. I just... First half, you never get going. But I always felt something would go away, because it does. Because you need to remember... We're the devil club in their eyes. Yeah. And it, it didn't even have to, we didn't even play out that way because in the end, it was just two bits of quality that really opened them up. So, uh, yeah, we move on and it just makes it better. I was kind of indifferent to everything. I am indifferent to everything the most players because they, they really don't fucking bother me. They genuinely don't. Not until Pickford did what he did at Goodison. But I genuinely hope they're relegated into the oblivion now. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even joking. I hope they end up like Sunderland. And I, I really don't care about what people like the effect they'll have on the area and jobs and all. I genuinely don't give a bollocks. Fuck them. Yeah, that's it. More jobs for the taxi drivers that can't get a job at the moment. So, look, we're going to get on to them. We're going to look at the teams, the lineup. So, um, Emma, I'll start with you. The Liverpool lineup came out. What did you think of it? Were you happy? Were you surprised? Did you think there'd be more changes? What, what were you thinking when you saw the team? I, di- I didn't think he'd go as strong as he, as he went. But as soon as I, I saw it, and I think it was rumoured for about an hour or so beforehand as well, that it was going to be that strong. Um, and I just, I messaged into me WhatsApp group myself and I just said, they're getting absolutely mauled because that's honestly what I thought would happen. And I was uh, I was actually at Walking the Dog and I was listening to a podcast while I was walking around and I was just thinking, Klopp said in, during the week that he really hopes that everything don't get relegated. And I don't know whether Fat Frank thought to himself that he might make some changes and make it a little bit easier on them. But it was like he put that team out and went, fuck you, <laughs> we're going all out and we're going to absolutely smash it. Now, obviously, it didn't work out that way. Well, I mean, it did possession-wise and stuff, but uh, I honestly thought the gap would be bigger. But uh, uh, it says an awful lot when everything who's in the bottom three come and give us a what's perceived to be a harder game than what United did during the week. And I think it's it's what Shani said. United still have this kind of a, a clue about them that they're 
they're a, they're a big team and they can come out and play expansive football and they get they get their arses handed to them. At least everything kind of now that they're shy and they had yeah. to go and play like they did today. But in terms of the lineup, I honestly thought they were they were going to be knocked for six at least. But obviously, we'll get into why it didn't actually turn out that way. That's but, um, yeah, no, I was impressed with, impressed with the lineup. Yeah, really strong. Um, Kev, what about yourself? Are you happy with the lineup? Did you think there'd be more changes? Did you did you think that we would have uh, maybe rested? And if you'll no disrespect to Everton, but they're not in the best of form that we may have used it as a game to to try some other lads out. Or you, did you think it'd always be like that? No, I was I was expecting a lot more changes, but um, I can understand why he went as strong as he did because they've had the five day break, and this is going to be more of the same against Villarreal. Only Villarreal have quality. So I can understand why he did it. Uh, I was surprised Matip started, to be honest. I expected Canatia to come in. The midfield three, all the rumours going around that Thiago was injured and he wasn't in the squad and what have you. You teach people not to pay pay much heed to, to gossip going into match day lineups and what have you. It was a lot stronger than I thought he was going to go. Uh, I was delighted with it, you know, because it just shows that everyone was fit. I was delighted with that. But, um, yeah, I I looked at the lineup and I thought, one early. We need one early. And it just didn't work. It just didn't pan out that way. They were, the way they lined, the way they were, their lineup was, was 4-5-1. And you knew it was going to be two banks of five. And that's the way it, it panned out. And no matter who you're playing, United were an easier game of the two by far because, as Emmett said, they thought they can play. Everton had no ambition whatsoever and breaking down two banks of five of professional players is never going to be easy. You know, you need a bounce of the ball. You need something to go right for you. And the patience of the first half paid dividends in the second half when their heads were fried because their heads were gone. You know, they were just being pulled hither and thither, and it just needed that one break. And that's what we, that's what the, what happened in the end. But no, I, I was surprised. I was genuinely surprised when I saw the lineup. Shani, did you think Diaz would have started? Or, oh, 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 okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's telling me Shani will be back in in a minute. I'm sure he must have just froze. I'll tell you there. what, right? You try, you spray your links, and you'll be okay. This this doesn't happen if you use your links Africa. I swear to God. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but now look. Uh, wait, I think he's coming back in now. There he comes. Where is he? Um. Now I'm having issues. Um. Hold on, I'll try and get him in. Now she's back in there, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, in. good stuff. The lineup for you, Shawnee, were you surprised Diaz didn't start or did you think he was a good option to use from the bench and, and Jota maybe was better suited to this game? I thought to be more, I'm like Kev, yeah. I thought to be, to be more changes. I, I thought, genuinely thought he might have started a Rigi because um, one thing club has, hasn't been great until, uh, up until recently is I think he always treated United with too much respect, but I can't say the same for everything. He he's always done that. I remember the nineteen twenty season, the game was, was around Christmas time and he just put out a mismatch and beat them. And I wasn't expecting a, a mismatch of sorts, but I thought that would have been a couple thrown in 
like I thought Curtis Jones probably might have even started someone like him would have been thrown in um, but he goes more or less full tilt and I think it's it's grand to throw Jota in because he's he's proved the turn and decided the bigger size in games like this where when moments come about he's taking his chances and that's normally that's kind of what you associate Jota with so I could see definitely why he was in here I thought it might have been an opportunity to probably rest Mo um, with Wednesday coming up but Look, I don't think that game exerted too much from us, to be honest, because we had the ball for yeah. 90% of the game. We did, I don't think there was too much running involved across the board. There was a few meaty tackles, but I don't think anyone was seriously hurt. So I don't I don't think the game would have taken much out of our legs. And as Kev said as well previous, it's the longest break we've had for a, for a while and will have um, if all goes to plan. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm in the mouth. Key, I hate the Ferrara around lineups now. I genuinely do because if you can't see now at this stage that the 16, 17 players available to the manager now who are capable of winning any game, no matter who we play, I think any combination of that of that eleven will do. Once you have the likes of Van Dykes and your your Matt, uh, your Allison's in there, so I try pay no heed to it when I can. But, uh, yeah, look, got the job done. Exactly, exactly. And that's the most important thing today. But the, the teams come out and there's, you know, we're all expecting a Liverpool win. Let's be honest. We all know everything. They're, they're not in a false position down there, just to be clear. They're absolutely terrible. But just before kickoff, they slip into the bottom three. And that uh, heaps on the pressure onto them. You know what I mean? It heaps pressure onto us as well in the sense that we have the pressure that we, well, we need to keep in touch with City. But it really did pile on the pressure for Everton. And he lose uh, Ben Godfrey in the warm-up. And look, of all their players, they don't have much good, many good players, but he's quick. Do you know what I mean? Ben Godfrey is quick. And I'm like, right, bringing in Michael Kane should be nice for them. But they line up. We'll run through their team very quickly. So... Little Arms, Pickford is in goal. Seamus Coleman, Mason Holgate, Michael Keane and Vitaly Mikalenko at the back. Alan, and I'm going to talk about him in a minute. Abdeloy de Corre, Alex Awobi in midfield and Richarlison, Anthony Gordon and Demardi Gray in midfield as well. So they went with a 4-6-0 and you knew what they were doing from the very start. They weren't looking to really play much ball. But these are all right because... Manchester United came into Anfield last week and I said at the time it was like a cup game except for even the non-league teams of Troy and Manchester United didn't try. Everton had no quality but they tried to kick and slow things down and Emma, I'll come back to you. They had a clear tactic from the start Everton, didn't they? It was just from the very, very start delay, slow it down, kill the game and make this as torgid uh, in afternoon for Liverpool as they possibly could. And I think we all know that stems from the manager who previously done this in Chelsea teams and done it under Jose Mourinho. Um, were you surprised he done it so early or did you think shithouses are going to shithouse? No, I, I, I thought shithouses were going to shithouse. I, did, I didn't, look, I don't think any one of their fans or any one of their players went there. Okay, they beat us there last year, but there's not a hope in hell that they came there this season thinking they were going to get out from the game. Well, the most they were probably going to get was a frustrating draw. 
but like right from the start. And look, I have to give them their, their credit. Like they did try and press us and they put pressure on us and, and there, there wasn't as much space as we'd be used to for kind of sliding balls through and a couple of passes went astray and our passing wasn't the best either. Um, but they... They did look, and Lampard saying that he didn't come there with that plan. That's bollocks. He did come there with that plan. Like he was asked, "You did this with Chelsea," and he goes, "Oh, you know, I never even thought of that." Of course, you fucking did. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, look, yeah, they frustrated us. I think some of our players maybe got a little bit frustrated. I'm roaring at the Teddy saying, "Look, just somebody get on the ball, get it back to Van Dijk and Matip, and pass it around at the back for a while and try and even." Enticed them out, but I know we we kept kind of pressing forward, and it just there was balls coming off their knees and their arses, and they're just dropping to their players, and it was just that's how frustrating it was. It wasn't even frustrating with our team; it was just it was scrappy, like really, really scrappy. Um, and that's that, and Pickford going down in the sixth or seventh minute, like going down in in, in installments on the ball and everything, wasting time, and the little wink over to the sideline and. That's that was the most frustrating thing. Richarlison going down more times than Jordan, and like it was just just absolutely ridiculous. Like, um, and that's what was the frustrating part. But I mean, obviously, without getting too much into the second half, I think we actually picked up the pace a little bit, and that's what kind of I, I I said it in my own WhatsApp group. They're not going to be able to keep this up because they were chasing and harrying, and there was absolutely not. We we have to be one of one of the best football teams in the world at the moment, but are probably also one of the fittest football teams in the world at the moment as well. Oh, don't mention and, that. Don't <laughs> mention the inhalers. <laughs> and, uh, but I just, that's what I said. These aren't going to be able to keep this up. And they weren't. Um, yeah. And they were blown out the holes in the second half. Like, so. They really were. Kev, you know, um, we touched on it there. Lampard didn't remember coming to Anfield and doing this. Don't know fucking loads of times. Um, but when Chelsea were coming and doing this with Ashley Cole and, um, you know, Frank Lampard and John Terry and all these other players, Ivanovic, you know, that were the sneaky little shits. This Everton team were doing it and it was probably a bit more blatant. I mean, Emma touched on it there. Jordan Pickford going down, grabbing balls and moving them from one side of the goal to the other, catching them and just falling on the ground. Were you surprised? Not at oh. all. No, I don't blame him one bit. And if I was in their position, I'd have done exactly the same. And I'd have kept doing it all game long until the ref decided to book me for it. That they came for a point. And how by hook or by crook, all they cared about was getting from half past four until half past six. As slow as possible. That's all they cared about. And I don't blame him one bit. You know, the only person I blame for any of that is the referee for allowing it. Yep. And all it would have took. Next question, Kev. You fucking reckon me? Those I was going to spring that one on Sean. <laughs> but that's all it would have took. You know, twenty minutes in, go and book Pickford. Just go and book him. That ends it because they have Dick, and it's the referees have a tough job. I'm, I, I and they do, but the league prides itself on being entertaining. Now the atmosphere inside the ground was unreal, but what was being displayed on the pitch was anything but. And a lot of it was down to time wasting. And it's frustrating for fans. It's frustrating for us, but I don't blame Everton one bit for that. And they played within the rules because they were allowed to. Now, they had one outlet and one out ball all game long. And he surprised me. 
is young the young lad Gordon. I didn't think he was as quick as he was. And he was rapid. And you put him and Gray on either wing. It's it's a good feeler for what we're going to get on Wednesday. Because it's the one thing Villarreal have is pace. And the pace out wide. So it's no harm for the for the lads to get a feel of what it's going to be like. And you know, we've had two really good back-to-back performances in our last two games with results. Today wasn't the best performance, but it was the result. It's always about the result at this time of the year. You know, but no, I don't blame Everton one bit for what they did. You know, and the only one I blame for that is a referee. And I thought exactly. he was weak all game. For both sides, Sean, he was weak all game. Yeah. Shawnee. We'll stay on Stuart Atwell. Um, Kev touched on it there. Uh, if you let a team away with that, it's so frustrating. You know, you can easily nip that time wasting in the bud and you let it go on. Were you frustrated by it or you with Kev? Once you're allowed to do it, you're going to do it. And, you know, it's up to the ref to slow it down. Or were you as frustrated as I was looking to kick in tellies and all? Yeah, obviously, look, it, of course, it's frustrating, but... That's part and parcel when you're playing these lower teams, these these yeah. short teams, so to the speak. Yeah, like I seen a stat: the ball was in play 16 minutes and 50 seconds in the first half. Forty-four. Like it wasn't football. Like you know what I mean? And it, that, I have to say, he took it to a new level. That one from Richardson is one of the best I've ever seen. He, he heads a clearance and then goes down. <laughs> and a minute later, and they'll never and gamble on that. They'll never it's funny, like, when Dyke goes to the halfway line to have a word with Atwell and I think you can kind of see him saying like, you see what's going on here don't you <laughs> and like Kev said again like not to be the nodding dog but it's completely up to the ref to, to, to nip them things in the board early doors and he didn't and to be honest with you if he had a book pick for Michael Kane probably would have started taking goal kicks and then it, that's that's literally what they were yeah. doing Um. It was it was mad. And then... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. The core just loses his head when the ball's not put down after Richardson goes down. And the reason why the ball's not, if Richardson hadn't been acting a prick the whole game, we probably would have put the ball out. And that's the God honest truth. There but wasn't the even a foul. He, no, it wasn't. No, a I, think he, I think he did twist his ankle, though. No, well, he, like he, he did. He did. Twist, he did. He did. Oh, I reckon, yeah. in, in, look, for example, if who do we play at home next? Spores, I say if that happens in Spores game, you probably put the you probably put the ball out. Yeah. Unless they're acting the prick as well. And it literally resulted in the core just building for being open the air, I think it was. So yeah, it was. he never had any control over the game uh at well. I don't think he did. And the mark of a breath is you're kinda of say, Oh, you didn't know some but there's games in a in a derby you need to kind of stamp it out early and he didn't. I thought he was shy today. And you probably get on to it. I think he bottles the big call, to be honest with you. I think uh, whatever you're feeling it is about a pen or no pen, he literally has the whistle in his mouth ready to blow. He has the whistle in his mouth. He's going to blow. And then I think he bottles it. And the way I see it is... I thought he was waiting for a call from upstairs. 100%. But even then, 
you you give the pen and then if you're wrong, you left Vardy over it. He hadn't even got the balls to do that. Oh, Elf the mall, I reckon he's the worst. Um, and again, yeah. the PGMOL to put him in charge of this game, it, it just it speaks more of their incompetence as well. So wasn't he but, de- wasn't he demoted for his poor performance in this game in previous in the previous season? Yeah. He was sent down to the championship or yeah. league one or whatever. It he's was. an he, like that, he's a serial demolitor. I don't fella. think any of them. I don't think any of them are great, but he he's awful and he he never managed the game at all. And he no. like I think pick with the fucking easy causes himself issue by getting booked by for descent. Like and that, that that took away that ability then to waste time then from kick out. So look, I thought it was a. It was the sort of refereeing performance that I expected from him when I seen that he was appointed. And I'm I'm completely against this. Oh, look at his shy bag as the ref. Like he's equally as bad for both teams. He completely yeah. bottles the yeah. he, he bottles the big he bottles the big show today. And the thing is, I reckon if that's given, I don't think Farrell overturns it. Nope. No. It's and not, and not because it's a error. penalty, just because you kind of say it's one of them more I've seen them given. So uh he was shy, and the prem like the, the Premier League really need to take a look and think. Okay, what are we gonna do about this now? Because it's getting to the stage where it's affecting the product. Like that wasn't a game of football today for the first half. It's absolutely shit. It was yeah. shit, and I've seen opposition fans go, "Oh, this is great, Richarlison and Pickford winding everyone up." People saying we bit and all. I don't think we did. Man ain't bit, but man ain't bites at everyone. That's yeah. my, my That's that's part he gets targeted. And he targeted yeah, yeah, he does get targeted, and but he does. But I think the rest of them carry themselves well. To be honest with you, I think they kind of the worst thing you I'll can do when you try ref when you when you right. what happens in the games like that, you get the game gets like that, and then your your team is there trying to ref the game, yeah. and then it's a it's a double bluff by the referee that they double down then and they make even less decisions. So 50-50 start rolling. Then that's when it gets dangerous. But we never. We never got that way. We just said, look, this fella is going to make a pig's ear of this. We need to coin it. And, and and I think that's what we did brilliantly in the second half. I think the team just took a little bit of responsibility and said, look, do you know what? Fuck it. You'll have to dig in dig in today and just grind this one out because the ref's not helping us. He's not helping anybody. And these are just going to be like that anyway. And I think it's a disrespect to Simeone and his football to say that everything were anywhere near that level today because they weren't. They were just shy. They're absolutely shy, and I and I can't stress it enough. I hope they go down because they literally play championship football. Today. That's what they were playing. Or like I said, it was like a third round game in the FA Cup against Millwall, where they have a speedy winger on the wing, and they just try knock the channels and beat you on the break with his pace. And people turn around going, "Anthony Gordon was impressive. He's fucking muck." <laughs> I was going to come out to if him he didn't as well. have pace if he putting the bleeding trolleys together in the car park that he has there <laughs> yeah. but that's nothing against the lads who do that because no. I'm sure there's plenty of good lads who do that but that's exactly what he was doing he has fuck all football in him he's six down ringing wet Tut- anytime you touch him he just goes down on that honestly he's absolutely ca- and they're bringing him up now because they brought him through Finch Farm he's shit that's the only way I can put it he is shit and if that's what everything I'm building on, that must be where they're going to end up in the fucking championship. 
Yeah, exactly. He doesn't even look like someone who walks in the ass. He looks like one of these fellas that hangs around the, the car park and offers to bring your trolley back so he can keep the Euro. So <laughs> he's he's another one of them Everton players that comes through. They've, there's been... We can list them all. It's a list as long as fucking time. All these next Danny Cadamartries and Franny Jeffer merchants, you know, there's just so many. Everton are a team that just pump all their hope and hope into it. But Gordon was a threat for them today because no one else wanted the ball. Their, their tactic was just hoof that ball up there and let him run onto it. But he does get booked in the first half and Kev will come to you. He gets booked in the first half. Yes. He's claiming those contact there and he makes the most of it. Are Everton unlucky on that, or is that a correct decision? A yellow card for Dyvin, or do you think does a contact by Kate? What's your thoughts on that? If there's contact, then it's not a dive. It yeah. what it wasn't a it wasn't a foul. But if there's contact there, it wasn't a dive. But saying that, the referee saw what he wanted to see, and he's got a reputation for it. And once you got a reputation for it, there's plenty of players down the years. Once you have a reputation for going over easy, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna get anything. Now, if there was no contact, they, I mean, it just looked wrong. You know, everything about it looked wrong. He's claiming and he doubled down on it in his interview after that he was he was stood on his foot. Uh, I didn't see it. You know, I didn't see whether he was whether he was stood on his foot or not. But he's too young to in the game to be getting that that kind of a reputation and it won't serve him well. You know, the championship, if they do get relegated, that is a league that'll sort them in from the boys. And that that's the kind of place where you will get lumps kicked out of you as well as exposed as a bad footballer. You know, it's, uh, he has pace, but he has so much to learn about the game and he's not been helped by this season. I mean, they had a couple of brights. They had one bright spark. I thought the left back was good. You know, for someone who's came in in January, he's done okay. You know, but as for the rest of them, they're either past their sub by date or their egos are too big or they just don't want to know. It's a shame. I mean, look, take your take the hat off for a minute. That's a lot of money invested into that club to produce that. You know, and if they go down, Sean is right. They will do a Sunderland. Make no bones about it. And they could end up doing a derby because financially they're in a world of trouble. You know, we we all know that the stadium isn't going to happen. So they're just that's just being used to... The truth is they should have had points deducted for the financial losses that they've made. That's the reality of it. You know, they're hiding a lot in saying talking about investment in the stadium and what have you, they should already be gone. You know, and that and that, down the line, if they manage to stay up, Burnley will, will kick up a huge fuss along the lines of what Sheff- happened with Sheffield United years ago. There could be all sorts going on at the end of this season. But back to the I mean, Gordon, nah. I, if, if the ref was trying to use that instance to stamp his authority on the game didn't work you know and I think he guessed I think the ref guessed and he went with what he guessed based on the reputation of the player and the player himself needs to address that because going forward he's not going to get pens when he should 
Like, and he should have got one today. You know, it's easy to say it now after we've got the three points in the bag, but he should have got one in the second half. I think it's a hundred percent the dive. To be honest, I think he only makes. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't see because it. he's diving on his fucking way, boy. Uh, I think he's looking for the pen all day long. But look, yeah. I suppose it's it's six of one half a dozen of another. If you think that, but he, he, he doesn't do his reputation any any good there by doing that because people will look. We've seen it down the years and knock up. And Frank Lampard makes a comment. You know, if Mo Salah does that, it's a penno. Mo Salah is getting laden. Absolutely upended for for about eighteen months now without getting penalties on the regular. So the stats don't, don't bear it out. The stats don't bear it out, Keith. If you look at the amount of penalties we've had at Anfield for a side that has seventy plus percent possession and attacks most of the game. Yeah, we have the ball in the, the opposition's final third, probably the most outside of Man City in the league. We have a pitiful amount of penalties. Yeah, in truth, and you have to equate possession in the final third with penalty shouts because if you have it's just basic maths you know and for Lampard it's just more deflection I mean yeah talk about things out of the blaming everything except himself and his players yeah we've seen this dance with Frank before but haven't we you know when things start going awry for Frank Lampard that's all yeah He's, and he's not even yeah, very good at it no. there last year and then you got the Cavalier one there not the one the year yeah. before that They've gotten pens there. Fucking yeah. brutally are. This is the deflection. That's all it is. Lampard is a, is a clown, by the way. So far out of his depth, it's not even funny. And do you know what? I'm delighted because that was an, app- an appointment to appease the fans. And it's backfiring horrifically because Rafa would have had them home and housed and all by now. They yeah. would have been on the beach, them lads. Yeah. Waiting probably for the bleeding, <clears throat> waiting for the bleeding inspection of the Premier League to see if the crack is with that numbers like Kev was saying. But that there, um, he's he's a terrible manager. Like even when they went when when we went one nil up, they were toast. They did a few breaks, but they were toast. They didn't know what to do. They still they were still bleeding, sitting on that line. And you get I heard them in the commentary going, "Everything I'm gonna have to get up here because they're absolutely nothing." It would have been grand if it would have been like any other year and you're beating them. They're getting beaten by Liverpool and it's just to keep the score down. But they needed points today because yeah. there's been massive pressure heaped on them now by Burnley getting two and two. So, I don't know. It's not looking good for them. And the the, the little wins and draws that they've had, few and far between, I can still see them losing the majority of the games that they have coming up because that type of football, yeah, might work against Liverpool, but they're going to need to show something else in the other games. And I genuinely fucking pray they go down at this stage. I, I, was at, I was at a stage of being indifferent, but I really do hope they go down now. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. Before we move on, lads, very quickly, I just want to speak about uh, sponsor, IP Vanish. Do you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give all your private details to hackers, advertisers, your OSP and other prying eyes. IPVanish VPN makes it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. 
IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on, on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. At home or in public, don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible, incredible, we say, 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and then you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, especially if you're streaming the bold stuff. Everything you search for and everything you buy, take your privacy back today with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to www.ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers for your exclusive offer. Link is also in the show description. So that's it from our sponsor and they'll be around for a while again. So you'll be hearing more about IP Vanish and ourselves and look VPNs. We all probably use them. Maybe not. Um, they're very good, you know, so give IP Vanish a go if you're in the market for one of them. Uh, right. Second half starts. Liverpool come out much better in the second half. It's, uh, it's like Klopp just wanted to get them in uh, and, have a good go at them because there was a few sloppy performances. You know, Trent, I thought, was sloppy in the first half with the ball. I think he gave away an awful lot. And look, it can sound like you get on Trent's back when you say he has a bad game, but the best right-back I've seen growing up was Javier Zanetti. He wasn't always great. Not like Trent, you know, it's a different player altogether. But I think we can overreact when someone is a bit below par and you get all the other clowns then looking for... You know, Reese James to come outside for a knock and Aaron Wambasaka back in the olden days to come out for a knock. Trent was better in the second half. Klopp seems to get a rocket into them. But Emma, I'll come to you. From the start of the second half, Liverpool do look to be forceful and keep the ball and just pile the pressure on Everton, don't they, from the start? It, it, it's, the sloppiness seems to come out in the second yeah, half. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? I think... <clears throat> I think we play better when well we play better when we move the ball faster, but I think we actually pass better when we move faster. Yeah. Strangely enough, as well. But I also think that Everton maybe <clears throat> got a little a bit above their station, and I know they were just I think they had ninety three or ninety four successful passes or something. This in the in the whole game we had six hundred ninety odd, but I think they kind of. They, they even had a, a little bit more of a go and were lumping balls. And what it did was is it left them kind of that little bit open at the back as well. And we just were turning it over and coming straight back at them. And it became a little bit more open than it was in the first half. Um, and we did, did start getting a little bit more joy. But I think it's, it probably is down to moving the ball that little bit quicker. Um, and yeah, it was a kind of... I'm, I'm sure everybody kind of, I kind of relaxed into it. Then I wasn't ready to throw shit at the telly or anything like that. So just uh, I relaxed and I thought, right, this is us now. And I th- this isn't that. That's not the first game that that's happened in either. I can't remember. It was a couple of games ago where we weren't that great in the first half, and Klopp got them in uh, half time, and we came back out and we were brand new, uh, like our old selves again. Um, and at one stage, it even felt, and I think I even said it in my own WhatsApp group. I might have even said it in the Telegram. Are we inviting them? Are we allowing them to come at us so that we can actually break on them? Um, and I was like, oh, geez, that's risky. Like, if, if it's a case that we are doing that, but that's what it felt like. But um, yeah, I was much more relaxed in the in the second half, and I never doubt. I think Shawnee said at the start, never doubted that we weren't gonna beat them. 
but it was just frustrating I've seen like where is the goal gonna come from? It's gonna come, but where is it actually gonna come from? And you could kind of see more so in the second half that it was definitely gonna come. And uh, yeah, so more relaxed in the second half. Shawnee, we make two changes on the hour <clears throat> mark. Um Divock and Luis Diaz come in for Nabi and it was a jot then or oh, Mane Sadio. So we go to a four two four. Um Surprised or not surprised? Well, I don't think so. I think the game was there. You know, the, the, it wasn't like there was a midfield battle, really, was there? It was just getting past the a camped out uh, defence. They had an impact, the two boys. Big time. Big time. Um, I was surprised at the change. And to be honest with you, kid, I think if the game had been going differently, I don't think you see... Kate again swapped out for another forward. I think he yeah. probably just... Instead of throwing a Rigi on, he throws Hendo in there earlier. But yeah, I was surprised, and it caused it caused chaos because there was runners everywhere. We we had like five attackers on the pitch at one stage. It was mental. Like they were like they couldn't live with the movement. And I, I'm not just saying it. I thought Rigi was unbelievable when he came on. Brilliant. Not just the goals. The little he sets my up for the he tees my up for the, the cross for the assist, but his all round game, the ball stuck to him. He looked sharp. He was popping the ball off. He was. Mental block on everything when it comes to Rigi. Um and I I'm, I'm being honest with you, I think if that's Norwich at home and Newcastle at home, he's not he's not getting involved there. I think Klopp has in his head that. They fucking hate him and he fucking loves them. <laughs> so I'm going to throw him in there and just cause havoc. And that's exactly what I did. I thought he was brilliant. I, I think he comes on and we got on From the minute he comes on, he's man of the match. I think he was fucking excellent. And they didn't know what was going on. And then you just have the other fella, Diaz. <laughs> it's getting a bit stupid at this stage. Yeah. Stuff that this fella is um, His touch, the assist, how quick he is. I'm flying to think of how good this fella is going to be. Because yeah. I don't know people are saying full pre-season. I don't even think it's anything got to do with pre-season. I still think there's a bed name period there where he may be not in the same wavelength with his teammates. That just goes to show how good he is. Like The assist... He knows exactly what he's doing. That's what a skillful player does in moments like that. He's not shooting with that. He knows if I hit that down into the ground, that's a fucking nightmare to defend because the ball is spinning right across the six yard and all it needs is a bit of a... All it needs is a touch and that's all it took. Um, Big up the club on that because I think he changes the game with his substitutions and in the end, it just swings the game an hour to it and... It was brilliant game management by him because I think between 1-0 and 2-0, they didn't really cut. We went there. We got sloppy for a couple of minutes, but they didn't cause us uh, many issues. But yeah, the changes were brilliant. And it's just so good now that we have these different makers on the bench. Um, and we probably, we probably won't touch on the title race, but I think that's going to be the difference in the end. I do I, I genuinely believe that's where we win the league because 
the different maker difference makers there. City don't think they have them in abundance the way we do. So I'm still confident. I, I really do. I I feel there's a slip down the road. And I think today was there was potential banana scheme for Liverpool, but they managed that absolutely brilliantly and all credit to Jurgen Klopp. Indeed, indeed. Kev, the first goal comes as Shawnee touched on there. Divox first touch of the ball. He lays it back to Mo, dinks it in. Um, and it's Andy Robbo is in there. Now, my missus, we were watching it and she goes, he's all on his own there. But I think Jota is going up for the header and misses and they're probably all focused on this fella because he bleeds and leaps like a salmon that they think yeah. he's going to get the ball. It's a great header by, by Robbo, isn't it? There's still a bit to do on it. Um even though the keeper only has small little arms, they still have to get it past him, head it back across goal. It was a great finish. He's got small hands, but he's got a big he's got a big frame. And that was a tight angle. And I think I can't remember which one of them said it. It might have been Kevin um the ex Everton player the head is Campbell. Ex, yeah, Kevin Campbell. That's a difficult header because the instinct is to go near post where the space is, but that was being gobbled up. If he'd gone near post, he had to go back across where it came from. And for someone who doesn't score enough goals for me, because I think for a fullback in the, in our side, they get into great positions. Robert should probably bag a few more than what he does. He's got two this season. It was a really important goal because it, the first goal in these games always are. But that was. A brilliant finish, but the work that Divock did. I was I was chatting to Chris at half during during uh, during halftime, and I said to him, almost half joking, this game is tailor made for Divock because you need someone to occupy. We needed someone to occupy the centre backs. You know, they had three centre backs in the middle, and they weren't moving. They were they were rigid in where they were. They were happy in what they were doing and comfortable in what they were doing. As soon as Ivarigi come on, he gave him someone to back into and someone you could play off and bounce off. And that was the first opportunity that, that Mo had to bounce a ball in. And for his first touch, and bear in mind, he hasn't played a kick the ball in anger in a good while, you know, well over a month, you know, to be able to lay that off and across it. I think people overlooked the cross. You know, I don't think I don't think it was ever meant for Jota. But it was just a lovely, a lovely cross with enough pace on it, and nice header back across the goal. And even if Pickford got anything on it, he wasn't saving it. It was a deflection; someone else would have tapped it in. It was a brilliant, brilliant goal, you know, and one that will get overlooked because it just looks routine, you know. But there was a lot of good football went into that goal. Yeah, indeed, Shawnee. But after this, after the first goal, we have the. Penalty show for fucking Anthony Gordon again. I think that's after the first goal, isn't it? Yeah, it's before the second goal. Um, he goes clean through. He's, he's causing us a few problems, but he goes clean through on Matip and does a coming together. Talk me through it. What's your, what's your opinion on it? If that's given, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be up in arms. You could kind of say that's soft. And the fact that it's not given, you're kind of like, yeah, I can see why it's not given. But I'm just delighted that that prick didn't blow the whistle because it would have never been overturned. Yeah. It would have never been overturned because it's not clear and obvious. So 
Oh, that we bottle there. Uh, it's a good decision, boy. At well, in hindsight, when with all the replays and all slowing it down, I think he's he's the one initiating the contact. He puts his body across him, which is clever centre forward play, depending where you're from. Oh yeah, Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, well, he stands on um, Matip's foot. Like, and what what can Matip do? The fella hasn't got a handbrake. You know what I mean? You know, you can't just stop in the spot. Doesn't walk like that's not how physics works. So, yeah, I, I think we were lucky, not in the sense that it was a penalty. I just think we are lucky that Atwell shit his bags because yeah. I don't think that would have been any doubt in my mind that there was no way they would have overturned that. Genuinely, I don't think I probably wouldn't even have went the VAR. Yeah, that's the truth. So, let off, yeah, only by the incompetence of a referee, but I think it was the right decision. Yeah, I mean, people would say, oh, Liverpool get all these panels. But you think back to Jota against Spurs when he's going in the box and he gets cleaned out. That's and we why were told I'm not going to be time. a hypocrite about it yeah, because I think exactly. it's a very shame. And I, but I, we were told at the time, Sean, we were all told at the time that, you know, how, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's initiating contact. And, <clears> you know, Anthony Gordon certainly was initiating contact there because he does step into Matip yeah. and he, he knows what he's doing and he puts his foot on Matip's foot and he goes down. I agree with you 100% there, by the way. I think if he gives that penalty, it's it's a, it's not going to get overturned. And I was delighted because I felt it was reward for the shithouse and all day that they didn't get away with one like that. Well, which wouldn't have surprised him. They yeah. him in the end because he was... The only way they were going to score. Yeah, but he was diving all game, Emmett. You know yeah. like he was, Yeah, he was no, 100%. Awesome. I think, like you said, we were careless and we would have put the ball out if you hadn't have been at yeah. the shithouse early on. I think Atwell doesn't give it because of the earlier... Attempt at trying to get a penalty. The Marty Gray might have got it. Yeah, and yeah that's, the that's true. true. Yeah. He might have got it, but his reputation preceded him in that in that instance. And fuck him because yeah. cheats shouldn't prosper at any stage. And it was the boy who cried wolf for everything today because there was a few decisions like that that could have went either way. But I think that I was going. He was have actually been acting shite all day. And I think the thing like. Players don't realise that when refs go in at half time, they review what's gone on during the game. So they kind of go, that's what he say the saying, even in the up comes up. Yeah. That walks by. Whereas yeah. if he's looking at it going, look at the carry on how it is. I can't buy into this. I can't be bought by this. And that's exactly what happened in the end. He, he mm-hmm. had the whistle in his mouth. You could see him. He was definitely thinking about it, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, I wonder, yeah. was he, I wonder, did he have the whistle in his mouth thinking he was diving again? I was looking at it and I'm like, is he giving the panel here or is he looking at a dive? Because I'm shouting for a dive, but that could but be the real. Boys, like, you know the real mean? states, if you, if it's not a pen, it's it's a it's a dive, and he should send them off. So I, I'm I'm not even gonna chalk it up to Atwell being clever and good refereeing. I just yeah. genuinely do think he shit himself. I do, yeah. I do. When you look at it, when you look back on it, you can see it in his face that he's he's frozen and he's just kind of like play on, play on. So. Yeah. Fuck them. Do you know what? Any bogey decision we can get, I hope they all come against Everton. I'd really yeah. do because they deserve everything they get. 100%. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, Emmett, I'll come back to you. Second goal goes in. Um, Shawnee again briefly touched on it a minute ago. Ball comes in. Luis Diaz is in the air. Hits her across. And who else? Who else could have just put that in? I'd say Divock Origi fucking... When he does eventually leave Liverpool, 
whoever he goes to, he'll be looking for them to get friendlies against Everton in pre-season and all, because <laughs> I'd say he licks his lips at the thoughts of playing them whenever he can. Oh, but that's six six goals in ten games. And I think in the commentary, I think Carragher says that he th- he doesn't think that if it was anybody other than Everton that Origi would have came on. So he thinks Klopp actually brought him on because it was Everton. And I was delighted with him. De- delighted for him. Absolutely delighted for him. Um, I'm I'm one that thinks that he should be gone or should have gone after the Champions League. Not because I don't like him as a player, but I think he owes it's it to himself. Now, I, I'm trying to look at it. Yeah, well, not, yeah, even that, but like he's 27 now. I think he was only 27 the other day. Yeah. Like go and make yourself first. Like, he's never going to be first choice for Liverpool. He just he just isn't. And uh, go and make yourself first choice. Lukaku was having a, a shite season. There's a World Cup coming up. Go and make yourself first choice somewhere and get yourself first choice for Belgium. Do you know what I mean? But he just, and we've been going back and forth in the telegrams, probably a few in the chat as well. He just seems to, he's happy to just do the five, ten minutes every couple of games and collect his few bob and be part of the team. And he's loved at Liverpool. He'll never not be loved at Liverpool. I would just hate to see him kind of go stale or stay too long and just kind of like trying to diminish what he's done like do you know what I mean but um, I was over the moon for him if he stays I'll be delighted but I just think for himself he needs to go and, and have, have a bit of a career elsewhere and go to Milan and be first choice get into the World Cup squad be first choice for Belgium he, like he deserves it like he is a, he, like I, I went back over. I, I went back over some of his like some of his goals, particularly the ones against Everton. He's he's an, and Klopp even said it in his interview afterwards. He's a world class striker. He's just in an unfortunate position where he's got four or five world class strikers ahead of him at Liverpool. But I mean, he'd walk he'd walk into any other Premier League team outside of the top four. I'd say easy. Everton, Tiernan. walk into Everton's team. Oh, stop. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Tiernan makes a good point there. He get back 15 plus for Brighton. You know, there's so many teams yeah. that I think he would do. He's, he's very song. talented. Yeah. He's yeah. very talented. And he's loved within the squad. And I think, I think, I'm trying to think about how do you put this forward. I think Davok's personality lends to his like it's a cult of personality sort of thing with him, whereas he wouldn't be who he was for Liverpool if he was motivated, I think. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I think yeah. it, it, it all lends to it. And I, I 100% agree with you, Emma. I think if he goes somewhere, he's definitely with him with a shout, making himself number one, because I don't think he's is a... I don't think he's any worse than Batshuayi, and I do think he has as much talent as Lukaku. That's the God honest truth. Um. But I think the like club sends him on there today because Origi doesn't give up bollocks who he's playing really. I think I think in big games it doesn't phase him, so that's why he's always the same, and that's why sometimes he can come again come across a little bit like unbothered or unfazed in the games in the in the lesser games because you're kind of going, why aren't you fucking going at these here? But then he plays with such calm in the big games like. He celebrated that goal today the exact same as the one in the Champions League final. <laughs> it's all the same to him. He's just playing games of football. So I have a feeling that Milan pulled out and said, Hey, Divock, well, we don't fancy it. He'd be like, 
He's like so, uh, what's your man father Stone or father Ted? That's exactly he's like. Nah, I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> that's grand. Yeah, I'm grand. Yeah, nah, I'm fine. I'll just stay. Like, yeah, he's he's brilliant. And look, I I 100 am on board with what Emma says. I'd hate to see him stick around and for him to uh, diminish short of his achievement. But he's a cold hero, and when when he does eventually leave, there will only be good memories with Diva because. Yeah. He showed up in so many big games. I'm talking about the final, but he's brilliant in the semi-final against Barca. Uh, not like any other striker is probably swiping at that trend corner. Yeah. But it's just he's kind that of, never gets the credit, doesn't it? Not no, like it's all really. about Trent's quick corner, yeah. not yeah. his finish. It's brilliant. He's so he's so chilled. I don't know what Devo could be if he wasn't a professional footballer. I, I genuinely don't. He probably be one of them who goes around just cutting the bonsai trees. Now I'm just floating. <laughs> yeah. no, I, re- I reckon Divock would be playing in a, a band in Jamaica somewhere at a holiday camp. Just yeah, something like that. Just just floating. No, no, yeah. just going around on a skateboard somewhere, just chilling out, minding his own business. He's yeah, he's cla- He's a class act. And you know what? Yeah. I'll be rooting for him massively when he does go because. I think he's I think he's a bit of a ledge to be honest with you. Yeah. And uh, you kinda got made the joke, build him a statue, but he'll go down in folklore. You, you see how revered the likes of David Fairclough is within this club and yeah. He's um he has his history. Dibok has definitely given us his pound of flesh and he's earned the respect of every red around the world. I don't think he should be disrespected and the one thing I was hoping for would be before the end of the year that he had his moment. And today yeah. kind of feels like that. And you see club for him. Yeah. yeah, you see Klopp with him after the game. I think Klopp probably knows you're probably not going to get many more minutes barring injuries. That that was your moment, and I'm I'm yeah. delighted because he comes on at nil all and changes it. It's not yeah. like it was a, it's not like it was a little token gesture. He was thrown in there because Klopp was like going, right, Divock, you always fucking wreck everything's head, so just do it again. Yeah. Go out there and do what you do, and he's had a say again. I I absolutely love him. But you know what, there's something in, you know, his, his big moment, it is fitting that it does come against Everton, you know, because we all know he scored really important goals, iconic goals. I think he's the biggest cult hero in Liverpool's history. I think he's, you know, David Fairclough has got the moments. He's got San Etienne. He's got, you know, all these coming on as a sub and winning games. He scored big derby goals. He's just scored great goals. This generation, like Divock Origi, what he's done, you know, the goals against Everton, there's so many of them. The Barcelona one, as Shani said, the... The Champions League final, and you said it there, Sean. He celebrates them all. Like I think you said it before. He, he goes and takes the ball out of the net when he's getting winning goals and all. You know, <laughs> that's it? the maddest one. I think that's he crazy. thinks it's. Well, I think he thinks we're one nil down in that game, yeah. and he grabs the ball to go back to the spot. Like, he, yeah, he's, he's a madman. Nah, he's deadly. Honestly, he's. And you know what? He's never kicked up a fuss. He's always carried himself well. Club speaks so fondly of him. Um, been a great um, pro. Yeah, he has been. And you know what? We'd be so lucky to have another backup like him. Yeah. Because yeah. someone here was willing to accept that place in the squad. He's he's fucking great. Klopp even said today, it's criminal that I have to leave him out of squads because that's the human side of Klopp. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he knows what he's done for us and he'll walk away like arguably the biggest cult hero of them all. Like, mm. He has Wolves this year. He has everything today. There's been other big moments. And the, do you know what? Uh, the last thing I'd say in him, that Fiona's Mare fucker. Exactly. He, he, he banjos him in 
a really important part of his career where he was becoming talismanic for Liverpool that season. He was brilliant. Remember the thought everyone goes, oh, Bollocks, Divock is going to miss the final. Because yeah. he was brilliant in that run. He had a great run. He plays against Dortmund away and just bangs in goals for fun in that run. So it could have been so different for him. But to be honest with you, I reckon if you asked me, it wouldn't change a single thing. Yeah. And that's why it's poetic as well. Everton, you know, they were the ones that fucking set him on the injury track at the time and derailed him nearly. And he comes back and, and just absolutely torment He's going to haunt them forever. And it, how poetic would it be that he foot rides off into the sunset when everything comes into the championship? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I hope he signs for Norwich and just scores. Follows <laughs> <laughs> them down there. Like in Jaws 3, or is it Jaws 3 or Jaws 4? Jaws 4, when Jaws follows the Brody's ma to Jamaica because, you know, they, see, they know she's on a plane and she's going on holidays. That's what you should be like. Follow them everywhere. Absolutely brilliant. But, uh, look, Divock, it's, it's, I love him. I think, you know, a lot of fans, we've been frustrated, but I think a lot of fans will wish him well. And, and it's a great way for him to sign out. He might have another big moment, but I'm delighted that he did get another big moment for us. He deserves it. It's very fitting. The game, 2-0, the game's more or less done or dusted. Richarlison kicks out at Henderson. A lot being made about Mane putting his finger up to bleeding. Uh, who was it? Uh, Who'd you put his finger But Richarlison's throwing his blade and stuff into Jordan Henderson's yeah. knee. You know, like, it swings and roundabouts, lads. Yeah. I want to have a quick chat, boys. We won't stay too much longer, but Jordan Pickford. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. It's carry on today. I'll start with you then, Sean. You look like you're putting your hand up there to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan Pickford's carry on. Yeah, Pickford is a fucking moron. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I won't say anything else. If he's like something you'd see in in a series, if this is England, just a fucking moron. If he wasn't a professional footballer, it'd be one of them clowns that goes away in the World Cup and the Euros. Yeah, uh, Town is gargle up in the air when, when England got one nil up against fucking Andorra in a group game. <laughs> he's a fucking arsenal. He's a shite back. He's a terrible goalkeeper as well. He is. He's muck. What did you make of Alison mocking him at the end? <laughs> that was brilliant. Alison Becker is making a bit of a a habit of coming up on moments of the season and that's not far behind the header last year for me. It yeah. was fucking brilliant. <laughs> All that was missing was the little wink. I would have liked him to yeah. see him give a little wink to somebody. A wink. Oh, he couldn't do that. Be women dying all over. <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine Becca winking into the camera. Be game over. Oh yeah. Wrap it up. Football is complete. <laughs> we just got to show these players don't miss nothing. Exactly. You know, all this yeah. stuff that happens in the game you know, the camera picks it up. The commentators talk about it. The players see it as well. You know, and they take mental notes. to Just to have the, the foresight to be able to think of doing that, just to boil his piss a bit. That's all, And that's all it was. He's the latest in a long line of English goalkeepers that had promise and then just one move. 
one big transfer fee, gone. Joe Hart was the same. He had a good, he had a good, a good stint, and then his arse fell off him when he got too big for his boots. Pickford's the latest one. Ramsdale's not far off it. You know, I watched Arsenal at the weekend, and he's another one. He he just makes too many stupid mistakes, and eventually it'll cost Arsenal. Nailed on a hundred percent. It's one position you look at with English players that are coming through, and you look at the St George's Academy and the setup that they've had since they've changed the coaching structure there, and the clubs are bought into it with the academy system. They're they're producing. We're producing really good young players. Oakley Cannoneer. The guy's hit 40-plus goals this season mm-hmm. for the under-18s. You know, Harvey Elliott, all these young kids that we're bringing through, Curtis Jones, Trent, there ain't a keeper coming through anywhere that you'd pin your hat on and say, yeah, he's going to be the future. You know, we're lucky at Liverpool that we've got Cuevin Keller. You know, that he looks like he's going to be an absolute nailed-on first-team goalkeeper, if not for us, for someone at a top level. But it's amazed me how you don't see... Because for me growing up, you always had top English goalkeepers. You really did. Shelton, Clements, Phil Parks, Joe Corrigan. You know, all these... You're going back a bit there, Kevin. Yeah, but they were really good, good, good goalkeepers. And it's just something that's fallen away. Maybe it's just a fad and, and it goes in, it goes in cycles. You know, you always see it over, you know, with... Um, like at the moment, there's a, a a massive amount of good fullbacks. You know, you had a, a good bunch of English strikers through the 90s. But at the minute, they should be worried because Pickford ain't it. He just really ain't. He's got to, It'll be interesting to see who goes for him if they do go down. Who who take a gamble on him because... QPR. <laughs> it's going to be one of those like they it's need to recruit scout, money actually. when you think they about do. it right that's who the reality of it who's going to buy him yeah you know, who's going to pin their season on someone who's just gone down Newcastle and... might yeah. no they won't Newcastle, well they will be in the back of the keeper because Dubravka isn't the answer to them but, but they could be filled into thinking that he is the one you know it's an they easy they could go in by anyone I think if like. you have a brain like you said though Kev like if you, I think if you have a brain and someone who knows what they're doing you're not looking at English yeah, goalkeepers yeah. Because yeah. there's a couple of good Ma- French keepers Magnan is one Simon in in, um, in La Liga is another one good young good keeper there's a there's some really good keepers out there. Uh, even the kid at Leeds, the young French <coughs> goalkeeper at Leeds, his name always escapes me. Melier. Melier, yeah. He's going to be a decent Melier. keeper, you know. But, nah, I. this is what I, when I said about Everton being really in the shit. They have two, they probably have two saleable players. You know, and Calvert-Lewin, and he's... Stock has plummeted yeah. because the amount of injuries he's getting, and Richarlison has got a chip on both shoulders. You know who's going to pay big money for someone like that? You know, you know I know Louis Vuitton might pay everything a few quid to get <laughs> Calvin Lewin out of his contract to model handbags and bleeds to let us. Yeah, yeah, that's it. He failed medically, will because he's that's what he's in. from the whole. That's what he's into. Of course, nothing against him, but maybe oh, football's not his game anymore. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I. 
even fucking Ramsdale's another arsehole, the way he was carrying on yesterday. He, like, the ego of these fellas, this fella who got relegated two years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Like, leading gobshite. So, yeah. I think they believe their own hype. And the media kind of are to blame for that. They, they hype them up and hype them up. The lads start believing their own hype. The fans start believing their own hype. And then when they start playing shit, the fans get on their back. And that's when it all falls to pieces. You look the at your man Pick for the score for England. I was going to say, you look at your man Jose Saad came in from Olympiacos. Yeah. You know, it just goes to show there are quality players out there if you've got a scouting network to go and find them. Um, well, that's very Wolves clear. Wolves have got one in him. But you can see the teams that do have scouting networks. And yeah. You can see the Everton's, you know, the Marcel Brands when he was there was just scattergun bringing in these lads. But the thing with English keepers... You've got Ramsdale, you've got Pickford, um, and you had Joe Hart before that. And there's this fascination there with, you know, play out from the back, play out from the back. Who's good with the ball at his feet? And they can't really do it. Jordan Pickford is good with the ball at his feet, at passing it. But Nick Pope gets overlooked because Nick Pope is six foot six or something, and he's a shot stopping keeper. And Fraser Foster was the same. I'm not saying he was a great keeper either, but there is this fascination, you know, when a, when a, Aaron Lonsdale comes along, he becomes the fashionable one and he's the next one that they're all hyping about and they get themselves into trouble. But another thing about Pickford I wanted to say is we sp- I spoke there about Divock, nice that he, he bookended his Liverpool career by scoring against Everton. It's nice that, you know, the last time we face him in a Merseyside derby for a few years, probably ever, that he made a bollocks of it boy you know is carry on because if you remember back when Allison four season and he got caught by Jamie Vardy wasn't at Leicester when he was back healing and he got caught on the ball and Pickford came out the next week and said I'd never make a mistake like that I'd never do then, then the divock happened and ever since then he's been bleeding having hell or so it's it's nice that he signed off as well um before we do finish up um, I'm gonna come to you I'm not going to ask you, are Liverpool going to win the league? We do that every week. I think they are. Sean is confident. We all think they, they have a chance. Are Everton going to get relegated? Yes. And I was on the fence. Not in terms, I wasn't on the fence. I always thought they were going to get relegated. I was on the fence in terms of whether I wanted wanted them to be relegated. I have a couple of friends that actually support them, so I'd missed the banter. But today was the final nail in the coffin for me. I'm fully on the Everton getting relegated train. And I can't fucking wait for it. So we'll talk about something. Me, me and my mates will talk about something else. Yeah, you can still have banter with them. <laughs> Doncaster away, boys. <laughs> Good luck. Deli Ali rolling up to, oh, who was it, Rodrum or someone in his yeah. Rolls Royce? That'd be fun. Trying to get rid of him already, aren't he? <laughs> um, Kev, are the Everton, are the Everton, are the Ev going down? I think so. And the only reason I think so is because I don't think they win the game in hand. But I think Burnley can match their results from here on out. When you look at the run-ins for both sides, I think the Dyche, removing Sean Dyche has been a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Dean is making a great point there. Leeds can get dragged back into it. Tomorrow night's game against Palace is a huge game for Leeds. And they've had a two-week break since they last, since they last oh. played. If Jesse March has been able to get into them and they've been able to get players back, they could give Crystal Palace a good game tomorrow night. It'll be a good game to watch. It will be a good game to watch because Vieira's got Palace playing decent. But if Leeds can pull away, I think Burnley can match what Everton can do. I think they're gone. 
Excellent. So, for I me, mean, Leeds play yeah, Palace tomorrow, but then I think it's City, Chelsea, Arsenal in the next three. You're nearly so. hoping Leeds get beaten tomorrow night. And have to fight and scrap. Because Saturday's a scrap then. Yeah. I think the fact that they're down there, Sean, you, you know, they are getting pulled in. You know, it, they're going to have to scrap because when you look at the fixtures, you know, they can't take a day off against City and expect to get something else. But I'll stay with you. Do you think Everton are going to go down? Yeah. I, I've maintained it for ages. I, yeah. I, I threw it up when they had ten games left, thinking where they got the points, and they've picked up what they picked up three against you know, which they shouldn't have. But I still, don't think it's going to be enough. Yeah. Um, and a fact that that with Burnley kind of getting their act together a little bit, um, is big for them. And I think the Leicester game is that game in hand, isn't it? Yeah. Is Leicester a game in hand? It is, yeah. Uh, that, I believe that got a bit dicey the other night in Goodison. So I can see that happening again. I can't see them getting two results against them. So yeah, I think they will go down. They won't be missed. Nah. Awful shower of shoots. I hope yeah. they go as well. I think they And I believe, again, the fans, a section of the fans embarrassing them yeah. again today, which is... It Dean, make, Dean makes a point there. They're two, they've got two home games against Brentford and Palace. And they're they most win games for Everton. They I wouldn't six. fancy yeah, I wouldn't fancy no. playing Brentford at the moment. No. Christian Eriksen looks like he's putting on a show for everyone who wants to come and see. Yeah. And Palace, once they get players back fit, they'll want to finish the season strong. Vieira won't let them won't let them rest. So yeah, yeah, it's not looking yeah. good for them. Go ahead, Johnny. No, it's not looking good yeah. for them. Uh, I, who knows what's going to happen to them when they go, even if they go down, don't go down, I still feel they're in trouble. I still yeah. feel even, even, even look at the next games. I mean, Burnley have Wofford and Everton have Chelsea. Yeah. Exactly. So they could be even further behind again. They get to a game where they can actually pick up points. Yeah, exactly. So it's, they're in shit they're in the shit big time um, I don't think they expected to get on from today but they just made themselves look like arseholes today which is great because yeah. it's just showing them for what they are because they could have got hopped off and then I would have been caught sort of a sympathy thing but yeah voice going all that but what were, you, what were we expecting yeah they fucking they let themselves down and, they, and I, if they had another manager I'd probably fancy them but I, I genuinely do think Lampard is David Brent <laughs> levels of pretending to know what he's doing. And you could have smelled it a mile off. Even when he was at even when he was Derby, Derby manager, the shit he was coming out with. I'm not sure he's learned as a manager how to protect the squad. Um after a game and kind of take pressure off. He seems to do quite the opposite. So um yeah, I think yeah. I think they're fucked. Yeah. They're uh, they're in trouble. I agree. I think again, like yourself, Shawnee, we've been saying we've been saying it a while as well. Their their fixture list. I was just looking at Andy. Did pick up games that I thought he would Newcastle and United, but you know they they just no nothing about them. No fight. No passion. Today they'll talk about passion the same way United spoke about passion the other night when 
your man Medry came on, started running around like a blue arse fly, kicking people. You know, that that's that's the passion that Everton have. Let's see if Anthony Gordon is running around like Usain Bolt against Chelsea next week, or did he just pick her up because it's the derby and it's Liverpool? You know, we'll have to wait and see these things. But I think they're going to go down. Uh, they won't be missed. They could be in trouble. Um, their financials are all over the place. You're talking about... Uh, points deductions and all if they go down like that serious serious trouble but a quick one Andy O'Chill is saying a quick mention of the LFC women they won 6-1 today Slaughterhouse you love to see it uh, they got to lift the trophy in front of the home crowd and they're going to be up and I'm hearing good things about them there lately they're going to get their own um, dedicated training area and things like that so look Liverpool I think were a bit negligent with their women's team Um in previous years and I think that's changing the women's game is getting much more um, investment and more money and more eyes on it we're being on the telly and that's the thing you know Sky Sports has shown a lot of the the women's Premier League and Liverpool will be among that next season so it's great to see well done to all the team um, and to Chris Black the number one fan and yeah. um, Puts in so the there, will, there will be a Merseyside derby to next year's yeah. season. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. well, on the, yeah. On the, I have uh, to say, Neil Fahey and our trophy lift today, the little shuffle that you gave with rival yeah. hand, that was, I have to say, it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, the, the trophy lift, the video of the trophy lift is on our um, Twitter feed. If anyone wants to go and check it out, Chris was at the game today and he, he's he got the uh, video feed for it, so it's all there. And it's it's fantastic for the club because. I was talking to Chris about the uh, the training ground and stuff like that, and I thought, well, with the access centre being there, state-of-the-art, would they not go there? And he said, well, other clubs do that, but then the other clubs dictate when the team, the women's teams are allowed to go and train. Yeah. Whereas if they have their own dedicated training facility, they can be a proper professional outfit in their own right and train when they need to and how they need to. So... It's it's onwards and upwards for the LFC women at the minute. It was a great achievement coming out of that league because yeah. only one comes up and that's some pressure. Yeah. So I'm delighted for them. Fair play. Red Steve for a great show. Keep when the Ev go down, when. Get Joe from All Aids TV back on. Oh, we will. We'll get Joe back oh, on. Yeah. Joe's Joe's a regular around these, these parts and he loves nothing more. The only thing he likes talking about more than Leeds is Lampard. So... Yeah, we'll definitely, <laughs> definitely be doing that. Um, so fair play to him. Um, what else have we got? There, Olivier there. Lampard should carry three envelopes with his name in it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely dort. I mean, we, we love having a pop at him here uh, in these shorts. But look. He just makes it so easy. He does. He doesn't help himself. Listen, lads, we leave it there. I've kept you all long enough tonight. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Before we go, quick one on Failacon. We keep saying it on the shows. We will keep saying it. Check the description in the link. People that may not have been affected by it will certainly know people who have been affected by the loss of child of a child during or after child um, pregnancy. And it's a very uh, close one to a lot of people. So look, we know money is toy. Times are toy for a lot of people. The cost of living is soaring. If you can share the share the message. If you can't donate, share the message. It's all we ask. We'll we'll do our best. We do have a golf day coming up in June. We won't hit that target that we gave ourselves. But as Gav says, we're just going to keep going until we get get to the target or close enough. So we'll just keep beating that drum for as long as possible. And we know a lot of people have supported. We do see the donations going in and we do appreciate that. So look, thanks very much. But if you can keep pushing it, keep pushing it. You never know. You know, the more it gets out there, the more people see it, the more people that may have been affected will help out with it. So look, we'll, we'll leave it at that. So Kev, thank you very much for joining me. Great one. The Derby win, it's always nice. 
Oh, it was nice, mate. Roll on now Wednesday night. A couple of games between now and then as well to sit back and enjoy, but go again on Wednesday night. Looking Excellent forward to stuff. it. Now. Excellent stuff. Emmett, anything else before we go? No, all good, like Kev. Looking forward to Wednesday now. Bring them on. Good stuff. Shawnee, anything from you? No. Roll on Wednesday again. Fair play to the Liverpool ladies. Great to see them back now on the big time next year. And all goes well. The the men's team will have a, a league title and a couple others to celebrate. It's fuck this is just mental this just taking off games and looking back or just collecting scalps and yeah. it's still rolling like it's May next week. We can yeah. still win everything. <laughs> Until mad. we can't win it all, we can win it all. You yeah, know? it's and mad, mad. Another parade, I suppose. We can stick them on the, the on the mega parade we're going to have for all air trophies. So, you know, it's all good. It's all good. That's the thing. When will that be? They won't They won't have her until after the Champions League final, surely, if we get there. No. Well, I'm, assuming, I mean, yeah. I'm in Liverpool that weekend, so save her all for that weekend. There you go. We might be getting trains, planes and automobiles to get over there, but sure, we'll see what we can do. Anyway, we'll leave it there, lads. It's been the Fatback for tonight. Thanks everyone for joining in. The chat was hopping as it always is tonight. Help that Liverpool beat Everton and we beat them convincingly. More of that, a few more games to go. I think it's possibly nine more games left in this season. The Reds are just going to keep marching on and we'll see us all again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.